Have you ever wondered how to price the coaching that you're offering and wondered why some programs are super expensive, some programs aren't? Has it led to confusion and doubt in your mind as to how you should be pricing things? Well, in this episode of the Niche Podcast, we are going to be talking about all things related to pricing your offers and why certain offers are priced a certain way. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Niche Podcast, where we talk about everything related to your niche. It's all about your niche, your mindset, and having a business you love. I'm your host, mental health expert, Veronique Valencourt. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Profitable Niche Podcast. I also just call it the Niche Podcast, depending on the day. I wish that you could just see my office right now. In fact, I wish you could see my whole house. I wish you could just be here with me sitting across from me because I think you would have a really good chuckle. My office looks like something exploded. There's papers everywhere. My desk, papers everywhere. Some cash, some checks, some dirty coffee cups, some toys on the floor. My house feels very, very messy. We have a sweet lady who comes and cleans our house once a week for us. She called this morning and said she was sick. So understand and respect and adore our Angelina. And so (laughs) I'm sort of sitting in my mess going, man, I still need to record a podcast today. And anyway, so if you listen to the previous podcast, you know that the week last week was really sort of things got topsy-turvy and things were turned upside down. And this is a Monday today and things are sort of continuing to be that way in our little homestead in Houston, Texas. And then on top of it, just as an aside, before we start talking about niche pricing, we had a really tragic event happen over the weekend here in Houston, a few miles from where I live. The Astro World concert was here and we had eight people die and a handful probably much more than a handful. I'm not speaking well about this. And many people injured. And that has just been a real shocker, especially considering that one of the people who died is the same age as my ninth grade son. And so the universe continues to be a little wackadoodle and tragic in Houston for us right now. And I just Before I even get started, just wanted to sort of say, I don't know if anyone else is having that experience. If you're not having a rough week, it's only Monday, you may not necessarily want to listen to my podcast, but if you are having a rough time this week already and everything feels like it's going off the rails, you are in good company because that's happening in my little world as well. I'm not going to dwell on it. I do like to acknowledge when really horrible, horrible things happen in the world and not brush them under the carpet. I don't think that serves us. But before we even get started on talking about niche and offer pricing and why things are priced a certain way, just wanted to give you some background of what's going on in my little world and really send out love and kindness and prayers for the families of these children and adults who passed away or were injured at the Astroworld event. Heavy sigh. So 
The first thing when all this happens in my world is I usually get really freaked out and stop breathing. And the first thing that I tell my clients to do and that I have to remind myself to do is to breathe. So today we're going to be talking about niche and offer pricing. I had a really fabulous, fascinating conversation with my personal assistant, Suzanne, who does all my social media and all my important things and keeps me organized about why certain programs are priced the way they are. And like, I wish I'd recorded the conversation. I could have used that as the podcast because we talked about a very expensive mastermind that she had enrolled in and how on the one hand, sometimes these programs when they're intensive and they feel very expensive, it can feel really scary. Like maybe you've paid too much or it's not a good value or all those things and how having that mindset going into it can be detrimental on the one hand, because then you get really scared and you shut down. But on the other hand, sometimes pricing for products and programs and just the psychology of pricing in general is a whole topic. But sometimes there's a reason why things are priced expensively. And it actually has to do with holding yourself accountable and how you act when you know that you spent a lot of money on something. So I'm going to start out with a really simple example that I story I love to tell. I've been a psychotherapist for 25 years. And when I first started out as a baby therapist, I did a lot of sliding fee scale, which means I would discount my fee as a therapist. And I took a lot of insurance patients. And I don't do that anymore, not because I don't believe that insurance and sliding fee is important, just because I'm very busy right now and I have a lot of experience. But one of the things I had noticed as I was transitioning from starting out as a baby therapist and taking all the insurance and being on a very low side of the cost of being a therapist and then increasing my prices and getting rid of insurance was how different types of clients showed up differently. And I hesitate to say this because I don't want to offend anybody but I, one trend I noticed was that for my patients, not all of them, but a good portion, I'd say maybe 75% of them, for my patients that were getting a sliding fee or who were paying just a copay to come in and see me for therapy, they took therapy seriously, but I had a much higher cancellation rate, no-show rate, and really a much lower level of engagement in the therapeutic process. And I thought that was fascinating compared to my clients that were paying full fee and out of pocket. And to this day, I'm still one of the more reasonably priced therapists. But what I noticed was that there was not a correlation. In fact, there was an inverse correlation for my clients that were paying out of pocket. They would be there on time. They took seriously the investment they were making. They implemented the changes that I made. That had more to do with them, I believe, putting skin in the game and really making it so that they really wanted and felt the cost of being in session with me and wanted to do all the things as opposed to somebody who was on insurance where they might just be paying a copay. So they might, like I said, not everybody, but a good 75% of my insurance patients took it a little bit less seriously. If they missed an appointment, well, it was just a copay. 
Sometimes they would take my advice, sometimes they wouldn't. And they were still fabulous. I mean, I built my practice that way. And there were still many, many people that were engaged, but I really noticed a substantial difference. So I was talking to my virtual assistant about this and how sometimes some things that seem really expensive, the reason that they are priced expensively is actually so you have skin in the game. So she's in a mastermind. And she was saying, I'm really feeling the cost of being in this mastermind, and I don't know that I can do it, and I'm stressed out. But on the other end of it, she was talking about how it was really going to hold her accountable to do all the things that she needed to do, and that because she had skin in the game, she wasn't going to be avoiding some of the things that she might normally be avoiding if, say, it was a free program. So it's interesting because within the coaching and the therapy and just in business in general, that's really true. Think about how if you have, I don't know, a purse and you bought it at Target and you spent $10 on it, how do you treat that purse compared to if you had a very expensive purse and expensive depends on you know the eye of the beholder, but how would you treat the expensive in quotes purse compared to your cheap Target purse? And how do you behave differently with it? You take better care of it. You really save it. You use it for special occasions, whereas you don't get worried if a pen leaks ink in it and so on in the inexpensive purse. And that same psychology of pricing, you see it everywhere. So, eh, you know, this isn't really worth that much. It doesn't matter if it gets ruined versus, oh my goodness, this thing was so expensive. I need to be really careful with it. It's precious. It's valuable. Well, in coaching, one of the reasons I believe the expensive programs are expensive in part because that way you're held accountable. So here's another great example. I did a master weight loss course, oh, about five years ago, six years ago with Brooke Castillo before she was doing self-coaching scholars. And it was an expensive, there were eight of us in the program and it was an expensive program. And there were some of us who felt like it was a very expensive program. For some other people of the eight or nine of us, it was chump change. It was how much would have been spent on a couple pair of shoes and a nice purse in an afternoon shopping at Saks. And it was really interesting to see the results because the people like myself and a couple of my good friends who were in the program who felt like this was a lot of money, you know, we had a lot invested, a lot of skin in the game we were actually the ones who ended up having the best results because when there were guidelines to follow, we followed them to a T because we had a lot of skin in the game as opposed to some of my classmates in the program that were like, yeah, whatever. You want us to quit sugar and flour? Uh, I'm not going to do that. I don't care. But in part, the reason they were behaving like that was because to them, it just the amount of money they had paid to be a part of this program just was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. You want me to do that? Well, I don't really, I'm not going to do it. And I don't really have a lot of skin sunk into it. So it doesn't matter to me. And I don't know that I'm expressing that as well as I would like to, but you kind of get the idea. And there's so many things out in our society that are like that. Think about a gym membership. You know, if you're paying $99 a month, how likely are you to hold yourself accountable if you don't think $99 a month is a lot? 
as opposed to like, if you hire a trainer and you're working with a trainer and every time you see that trainer, if you miss the appointment, it's a hundred dollars and you know, you've got to do what the trainer says and you got to show up beforehand and not be late for the appointment. And if you miss the appointment, then you get where I'm going with this. So to bring this back to like when you're pricing your offer as a coach in terms of value, there are ways in which doing a free program and trying to get people engaged can be even harder than asking them to pay money because free is really taken for granted. You know, ah, yeah, it's free, whatever. I don't do it, doesn't matter. But if you have skin in the game and you feel like you have skin in the game, that's one way for you to be a lot more motivated. And it's not what you would think. It's not because whatever the free thing doesn't have value. It has to do with how much you perceive you've put into it or how much you value it. Again, going to use an analogy of like shoes. If someone gives you a free pair of shoes, you treat them so differently than if you purchase a pair of $2,000 shoes Even though the shoes could be exactly the same, you will treat them differently because of how much money you have paid for them. And so when you are a coach or an entrepreneur, on the one hand, you want to be offering a lot of value to your clients, but it is much harder to sell something inexpensive to your clients if they perceive it's inexpensive because they may also perceive it as what? Cheap or they may just not take it as seriously. So when I'm working with my niching clients, once we spend our time working together and get their niche really dialed, when I'm working with them in a VIP program or in a group, or if they're taking my course, once we're done with the niche dialing portion of things, then we start working on creating an offer. One of the really good rules of thumbs for offers is you don't want to price it too low. You don't want to give away your services for free because then the client does not perceive it as being valuable. If I come to your house and I deliver you a chocolate cake and I say, here, you can have this chocolate cake for free, you will treat it differently than if you spend $300 on a cake and have it delivered to your home. In your mind, you have it as the most amazing expensive, exclusive cake ever. Now, let's just assume for a second those two cakes are exactly the same. But do you see how that pricing psychology and that perceived value on your part has you treat them differently? So it's the same thing with coaching. It's the same thing really with anything. So once we start working together, my clients and I on their signature offers, we spend a lot of time talking about who their ideal clients are and who they're appealing to and making sure that on the one hand that they are working with clients that can afford their services, but also that they're not underpricing themselves. They don't want to overprice themselves, but there is much more of a danger of undervaluing your services than it is to overprice. So they just announced the other day that my coaching school, the Life Coach School, is having a mastermind in Austin. And it was fascinating 
how they handled the registration. For all intents and purposes, it's a free event. But they asked everyone to put down a $99 deposit. And I know because I've worked a long time with the Life Coach School, and I've learned a lot of the psychology of pricing from Brooke Castillo and the Life Coach School. I know why she did that. It's not about making the $99. It's about making sure that I've registered now. I've got some skin in the game. I'm a lot more likely to not bail or cancel because of that $99. And it's just $99. And I have known times where I've done programs with the Life Coach School where they do this crazy thing where they reimburse you for your fee once you show up at the door. They give you back your money, which was hilarious. The one time a while back pre-COVID when she did that, you know, everyone registered. And then the people who showed up, they had $100 bills. And if you showed up and checked in, you got your deposit back. Now, I don't know if she's going to do that with this particular mastermind, but you can see the psychology and the importance of paying for what you're doing. And so to bring it back again, when you are a coach and you are pricing your services, you don't only want to be thinking about, well, is my service worth this? Am I worth this money? Am I worth the $150,000, $500,000, whatever the number is for people to work with me, the $10,000, $25,000, dollars depending on where you are in your business, for people to work with me? You also want to be thinking about where's that price point for my people where they feel like they have skin in the game. And it's relative because for some people, there's a lot of programs that you can sign up for if you're a life coach that is all access and for $2,000, you have lifetime memberships. There's lots of people for whom that's not a lot of money. So they signed up for all these programs and then they never do anything with them because they don't have skin in the game. But if they were to sign up for a more expensive program, then their feet are being held to the fire and they're like, oh, I cannot not show up for this. And it could be exactly the same program. So again, Veronique, we digress a little bit. But my friends, when you are thinking about pricing what you have to offer, I want you to think of both sides of the equation. How much is this worth? How much is the value of what I am providing. And that's a relative experience. Like that's relative. How much is it worth to my client? And how much will they feel like they have skin in the game and show up to the program? How much money do they need to throw in the pot to feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to follow the directions and do what's being told to me because Otherwise, this was expensive and otherwise I will have wasted my money. You know, this is a great example. I, at one point, not too long ago, offered my coaching program, Dial Your Niche in Five Hours. I did a 50% discount on it. And it was hilarious to me because the people that showed up, some of them were very engaged and they signed up and they were super excited and they did all the things. But I also had a lot of people who purchased the product because it was 50% off. And then never, I can tell because I have eyes behind my head. No, because I can see on the course portal, they never even opened it up. And I wonder for those people, if only they had paid full price, if they might have taken that investment a little more seriously. So it really made me start to think about, huh, 
there's a real psychology behind pricing and how you price what you're offering and to whom you're offering. So I want to make sure for those coaches out there listening to this podcast and who are starting out, don't undervalue yourself. Don't underprice yourself because you're not only doing yourself a disservice, you're also doing your clients a disservice. If you go out and give what you do for free out to people, it's very noble and kind and thoughtful, but they may not implement it because they may not feel like they have had any skin in the game. They're not invested. Oftentimes what I will do is I will see coaches who are starting out. And yes, when you're starting out, getting a lot of experience offering free coaching, super important, but there's a point there where you need to start charging. And you need to be able to be okay with saying what your pricing is and know that there are people that will say no, but that then the people that say yes, they will be invested in you. And I just think this is such a fascinating point. We typically look at the market, be it coaching or goods and products or concerts or anything really. And we think that the value is intrinsic. So The price tag is based on something solid and definitive. There's no arguing about it that it's just really math. But really, marketing and pricing is completely based in psychology. So if we typically think if something is more expensive, then it must be better quality. And that, my friend, is not always the case. In fact, often it's not the case, but we make that assumption. I love going to Trader Joe's and finding products like, say, wines, for example, that are the exact same product that you can get at Whole Foods, except the label is different and they're priced differently. But there's a perceived value that the stuff at Trader Joe's isn't as good as the stuff at Whole Foods. And that's not the case. It's just we have a perceived notion that Whole Foods is a brand that is of higher quality and therefore things are better. Like an even bigger discrepancy would be like comparing, you know, products at Costco versus products at Whole Foods. Well, sometimes those products are exactly the same or similar, or you get even more of the good stuff at Costco. But because they're sold at Whole Foods, we think that they are higher quality. Why? Because they're priced higher. Why? Because of the way Whole Foods markets things. That there's anything wrong with Whole Foods. I love my Whole Foods. I love my Trader Joe's. I love my Costco. I just find it fascinating that there is a whole industry or there's a whole field of study that focuses entirely on the psychology of how things are priced and how to price things in a way to motivate customers to purchase items and find more value and perceive them as more valuable. So anyway, I could probably go on and on and on and on about this for a while. You kind of get the general idea and taste of what I'm talking about. There's a whole field within marketing of pricing psychology, buyer psychology. I could probably do a whole podcast just on the psychology of marketing. These are all fields that to me are fascinating, but to tie it all back to you as a coach or as an individual, as an entrepreneur getting started, 
I want you to remember something. There's an equation here when it comes to pricing your services, your offers, and all the things. And that is not only just the value that you perceive of what your product services are worth, but also what that number needs to be for your clients to feel like they have skin in the game and to realize that that number for one person may be, oh yeah, that's nothing. And the other person, that may be a lot of money. This is again, why when it comes to niching, the more specific you can get about your audience, the better. Because if you are interested in offering products at a certain price point, then make sure that it matches up with the clients that you are wanting to work with. And I always say to everyone, if your clients are saying your products are too expensive, that's probably not your ideal client. Then you need to either look at the product that you're offering and say, do I want to offer this at a lower price? How do I make those numbers work? Or alternately, am I pitching this to somebody who is not my ideal client? So for example, if I'm as a psychotherapist and a life coach, like I have a certain hourly fee, I'm very high touch. I'm very involved with my clients, be them both life coach and therapy. And so I do have clients who go, gosh, Veronique, that's a lot of money. And I go, yeah, you're right. It is. If cost is a consideration for you, let's find you someone that is within your realm that you can pay for. I'm somebody who's been a therapist for 25 years. I'm at the top of my game. I'm not able to take insurance anymore. It just does not make sense for me. You know, it's the same thing with the life coaching. I have a certain level of experience that allows me to charge a certain price and my ideal clients are able to pay it. If I have a client who wants to work with me but can't, we figure out a way to find them somebody who maybe doesn't have as much experience or is not 25 years into their practice, but maybe five years into their practice and they're still taking insurance. Like there's room for everybody and all the price structures and all of that. So one last time to tie it all back because today we're talking about pricing your offers and your niche. Here's the takeaways I want you to leave here with. Pricing is an equation. It's not just a number that exists out there in the world. It is a psychology. There are many factors involved in it. It's an equation that involves looking at, first of all, the value of what you are providing, the result and how much that is worth to your client, and also how much your client needs to be paying to feel like they have skin in the game. So I tie this all back as an example with my business when it comes to my course, Dial Your Niche in Five Hours. How much is that product worth is a complex question, but I break it down into pieces. One, what am I providing? What's the value of what I'm providing? How much is it worth to my clients? And when I say that, what I mean is how much is it worth to my clients who purchase my, say, course or work with me one-on-one to leave at the end of our journey together and say, I have a dialed niche. I am good. That doesn't get measured in hours of how long my program is. That gets measured in, they start at one spot in niche confusion and 
not able to figure out where they want to be. And they end in another spot because my course allows them to get to that point. And then the spot at the end that I am offering and that they get to is one of having niche clarity. How much is that worth? Really? How much is it worth to have, you know, you have a broken car, let's say, or a broken dishwasher. How much is it worth to you to have a dishwasher that works or a car that works? How much is it worth to have air conditioning in your house or electricity? And you want to be approaching your pricing as a coach from that standpoint in that same way. I feel personally, my course that I'm currently offering, Dial Your Niche in Five Hours, where I guarantee that you will have a niche at the end of the five hours that we work together to be an incredible value because it's $1,000. And once you have the material and you work yourself through the course in five hours, not a lot of time, and you've spent the $1,000, at the end, you will stop spinning. At the end, you will have a defined niche, which will then allow you to go out and find clients and customers and to be paid for your services and find your people. And to me, that is an incredible value because it's worth much more than $1,000 or even five hours of your time. I could offer it for free, but I want people to feel like they've got some skin in the game. Oh, I need to go through this course. I spent some money towards it. Oh yeah, Veronique's holding my feet to the fire. If I don't do this, I will be out $1,000. All that to say that when you are thinking about pricing yourself as a coach, be it a passive program, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, whatever you are offering, make sure that you are pricing it in a way where you are keeping all of those things in your mind. Sometimes what I find with coaches that I'm working with is they will underprice themselves. People view what they're doing as being inexpensive and not worth it, and then they don't pay and they have a hard time getting clients. So it's a real fine balance. (laughs) It's a really interesting topic. Marketing to me and sales psychology and pricing psychology is something I could probably talk about all day. So this seems like a really good place for me to wrap up the podcast and say, I hope that you are finding what I offered today helpful. I love delivering this information to you. I am really committed to my listeners out there who are interested in getting their niche dialed. I have a course. It's called Dial Your Niche in Five Hours. The cost is $1,000. It also includes ongoing coaching from me on a bi-weekly basis so it, you can answer all your questions. It's a five-module program. The clients that I have had, many of them, in fact, have gone through the course and say, this is such an amazing value. Now I'm not stuck anymore. Now I can move on to the next things. So check that out if you're interested. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you have a great week and take care of yourself. I will see you next time. Have a great one, my friends. Bye-bye.